This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome to the Death Battle cast. Hey, we are the casting crew of Death Battle and more. I'm Ben, voice of Wiz, joined as always by Chad. Hi. Voice of Stick. I'm the other one. Hello. Uh, and then we've got a uh, lead animator for Death Battle, uh, an overall badass, Luis. Broadcasting uh, straight from his dojo. Yep, from my dojo. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, I gotta, I gotta like, get in the zone. I'm working on Iron Fist versus Poe, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there true. you go. Makes sense. That's true. <laughs> and then the director for the most recent episode of Death Battle that just aired, Blake versus Mikasa, it's Josh. Hello, it's me. I directed that episode. Uh, I'm not in a cool dojo, though. <laughs> Unfortunately, but you got a little Marshall ant yeah. behind you. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, backwards. <laughs> Love it. All right. Uh, so this episode, we are going to be doing another one of those big Q&A things. We've been kind of splitting uh, cast up between like the, the big community death battle debates and these like gathered Q&As that sort of address multiple episodes. So this Q&A will address Lex Luthor versus Dr. Doom, Heihachi versus Geese, Blake versus Mikasa. And then a bunch of other random questions that uh, you guys asked on Twitter, which is going to be cool. Um, but uh, we've been really enjoying uh, the expanded community death battles. Uh, and I hope you guys have been too. We are still doing a community death battle this episode, um, but uh, uh, we will be getting to that at the end of it. using kind of the old school like plan where we just kind of deal with it at the very end of the episode. It's going to be very weird to like jump back into that. <laughs> um, but I uh, uh, hope you guys voted on that on the Twitter. If you if you did not, we always post these community death battles on our death battle Twitter, just at death battle on Twitter. Um, but we will get to uh, Captain America versus Hawks from My Hero, which is actually a really cool matchup that I kind of want to do. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> we are going to get into these cues and hopefully have some great A's. Here we go. Weird. <laughs> yep. Yes, it did. Uh, this one's for Lex versus Doom. How come in past Death Battle episodes, Doom didn't use the Ovoid uh, mind transfer on Vader, or Lex didn't use his Everyman uh, project powers on Iron Man? Huh? <laughs> I, I added the last. Gotcha. One. <laughs> Man. Oh no! Totally got. Uh, so I'll, I'll cover this one uh, because. Fortunately, Liam wasn't able to join us for this episode. And he was going to answer this because he was the one who directed this episode. And oh, well, <laughs> but um, let's see. Uh, so the idea is how come Doom or Lex didn't use something that they use in this episode? In a previous, in previous episode, fights, they were in. Yes. And, and I do see this kind of referenced anytime we bring back a character uh, or, or a character gets a second or third death battle. Like, well, how come they didn't use this in the previous one or whatever? And like. It's just because a lot of most of the time it's like it doesn't really matter in that one uh, case. Um, it's uh, it's uh, 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 not necessarily vital to whatever argument we're doing. It doesn't really match up with the animation. Maybe in like Vader's case, Vader probably could have countered the Ovoid mind transfer because of force powers. Um, but even then, like if it's a really old episode, it might just be something that didn't exist at the time or. We just didn't see because it's an old ass episode when we didn't have a research team. <laughs> um, could be one of those. Uh, but generally speaking, like, I don't think it's anything to get to like 
uh, invested in like, oh, why didn't you use this and that? Um, it's usually not really something that matters in that regard. All right. This one's for Luis. Does anybody else have anything to add to that? <laughs> Dude, I don't it's I that, you, you know me. <laughs> we voice we voiced an episode even back like even when I was helping like working on them a little bit, like and then they're gone when you're on the next one. So like I couldn't tell you <laughs> if we looked up that for thing for this. Yeah, no. No way. Yeah, frankly, <laughs> I don't remember much about the research or writing of Doom versus Vader. <laughs> like that was so long ago. I there's, have no idea what there's we decided only so on much room mind transfer. Yeah. in your brain <laughs> and when you're again. researching these things like they, it's it's so much slot it in slot it out mm-hmm. and, and again <laughs> uh, something that we kind of like just talk about a lot is that we try to make the fight entertaining to watch as well mm-hmm. so like uh maybe a decision back then like was to you know include other things that seem more interesting to clash with each other so. yeah, yeah. And, and there was definitely like kind of how i mentioned like older like much older death battle had different mind a different mindset behind the production as well um uh, like like just how we analyze certain things was completely different part of that was because there was no research team uh there weren't as many people to bounce things off of uh i think a big example would be um uh, final fantasy characters and and uh like how we treated supernova way back when versus how we treat it now it's entirely different and that's just because there's different people behind it um or we've changed our perspective on things based on feedback from the audience so um i don't know uh i I, i've been seeing this kind of critique of like comparing modern episodes to like really old episodes and wondering oh why didn't they do this in the older episode they're clearly cherry picking information and i don't know to me that feels like more like, well, if if you like what we did in the modern episode compared to what we did to the older episode, doesn't that mean that we've improved? Like, isn't that the real takeaway there? I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's comparing to older episodes is something I don't really like to do um, in, in that sort of way, just because uh, uh, we've we've spent time improving the show, improving our methods, and um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't necessarily like to. Uh, uh, I guess chain ourselves down to things that was decided years and years ago because we might have a different analysis now or there might be new information that comes up or death metal is such a variable show that anything could come up that changes you know opinions or or uh, uh, interpretations or whatever because i've said it before death metal is not a scientific analysis show it's an interpretive analysis show so anyway I think we've Moving gone on. off the rails. Let's go ahead and get <laughs> <Yeah>. questions. <laughs> All right. Question two is uh, to Luis. He says, uh, did you do anything specifically? This is on the same lines. Specifically uh, to differentiate this from Lex and Doom's other battles, or was that not an issue for you guys? Um, I don't think it was an issue because we uh, we included new things in, in the fight that weren't included in the previous fights. Uh, and also, uh, the fight's already a, a sprite fight, so it's already completely different uh in terms of like uh the decisions that we make in terms of shots and uh different um just fighting perspectives and stuff um we did do uh, a lot of cool things like uh doing the foot die combo and which i, I thought it. was really fun and just some references uh, to like specific shots from uh um, their you know like the wall scene yeah yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's uh, 
that's kind of like the that's one of the best parts about like what we're doing right now uh with sprite animations it's just kind of like trying to push it as much as we can to make it, it feel like a uh like like a normal animation even though we're restricted with the medium that we're using so yeah it was a uh, it was fun and and i think we <laughs> we will keep doing those kind of things where we try to uh mess it up so that uh if we ever do any kind of like uh rematches or like returning characters we'll we'll find ways to uh make it entertaining for you guys yeah that's still one of my favorite fights we've ever done so cool (laughs) for sure (laughs) ironically um (laughs) heiachi versus geese you know it takes place around a volcano sort of it's technically mount fuji but it becomes a volcano at one point right um so did vader doom Doom, or vader doom also had a volcano involved although it was like a prehistoric time traveling volcano yep (laughs) <laughs> that episode's <That's> crazy. <laughs> animation's cool, um, yeah. but it's definitely an older episode. So you know, watch at your own risk, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I see some people in the, in the chat asking, like, when are we going to bring mm-hmm. Omni Man into a death battle or community death battle? That might be a cool community death battle to do pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Invincible's freaking dope, guys. It's pretty cool, but it just came out, so I don't necessarily want to spoil things. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I need, anyway, it. just letting you know that I saw that. <laughs> Um, Well, speaking of Heihachi versus Geese, uh, since Akuma and Geese appeared in Tekken 7, did that impact the analysis at all? Can they both scale to Akuma? Okay, Uh, I'll answer this one as well. I think we actually might have touched on this when we did uh, Ryu versus Jin a ways back. Uh, Essentially, the idea is we can't we can't just outright say that the Akuma in Tekken 7 is the same Akuma as in Street Fighter. And we can't just suddenly apply all of Street Fighter analysis to Tekken 7 just because of that. Um, he is the Tekken Akuma. That's basically what it comes down to. So, I mean, technically, sure. Uh, Heihachi could scale to whatever Akuma does in Tekken 7, in the Tekken universe, um, because he does fight him and he's able to keep up with him. Um, I don't actually remember whether or not he wins. That that would be a question for Liam. Um, but uh, uh yeah, well, he could scale to that Akuma, but not to Street Fighter Akuma. That's a different universe. Uh, there there is a common misconception um, that Death Battle uses composite characters, where we take everything from every character or every version of a character from all media's, which we did do way back in the day. Um, but we don't. We haven't since I think season three. Donkey Kong um, is my favorite it's, when we did that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's uh, uh, I think a very good example of like the difference and, and what that means is our Mario versus Sonic episodes. The old Mario versus Sonic episode took everything, including Archie Sonic comics, into account, which was basically like, well, we're basically just handing the win to Sonic at that point. <laughs> um, whereas the modern Mario versus Sonic, the 2018 one, was just the games and anything that's sort of connected to the games. So like Sonic X connects to the games, right? It uses the game's information. So that's included, but the comics, completely different universe, completely different Sonic, completely different world. Um, so that kind of stuff is removed. This is the same kind of thing. The right. Akuma Whereas from we Tekken put Sonic is not the Akuma from Street Fighter. Yeah. Whereas when we put Sonic in Flash, we did. That was specifically Archie Sonic. Cause crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's see. As awesome Ethan in the chat says, that was the past. This is the present. There you go. 
dramatic reading of the chat. Let's do that. I'm seeing if there's anybody in chat with any more questions because that was the only one I had for this. Uh, nope, moving on. Great. Uh, Blake versus Mikasa. <clears throat> was Blake versus Mikasa written before or after the Attack on Titan manga ended? It was written before. Um, but. And <laughs> but. Yeah, we we had lots of conversations about this when we were uh, when we started writing and w- when we were talking with the researchers, and basically we just felt it was a it was a, I guess it was a bit of a risk, but it was a calculated risk. We felt really comfortable with what we had seen already of, with with Mikisa. Felt that we had seen enough of her to make a well-rounded uh, argument for her character, and we're fairly certain that, or we were fairly certain that nothing would happen in the eleventh hour that would really tip the scales or change anything you know it would be very strange for that to happen um so we just pressed on and moved forward knowing that if something were to change we would hop onto it uh if we needed to and thankfully it didn't really change too much and we included little things in the tabs and slates but yeah we felt pretty comfortable that what we had was um more than enough to like really represent the character authentically i don't know it could have been like oh. and suddenly mikasa reveals that she has been god <laughs> all along uh, well, i was just then afraid we would do some like... uh some reshoots <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there were a few things that came up yeah. uh i, I don't because attack on are. titan just yeah ended, don't say what they are um i don't necessarily want to get into the very specifics but um uh, you know like there was always the possibility that randomly Mikasa would get Titan powers and just be able to turn to a Titan like like uh, Aaron and other characters have. Um, that's not that that's not a big spoiler. That's season one, right? Um, so uh, that there was the possibility that there would be some big reveal from the Ackerman bloodline. Um, there there were things that we talked about, like to keep in mind uh, uh, moving forward, and 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 we did keep an eye on the manga as we were working on the show, we didn't know the exact date when the manga would end, but we did know that it would end early this year. So uh, we were kind of banking on the idea that like, it's going to end, um, you know, before this episode comes out. So we, we might actually be able to time it really well. Uh, and turns out we did. It just ended like <laughs> what, two weeks before two the weeks episode aired before, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that worked great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we were, we were keeping an eye on that because we were like, it's, possible something could happen but based on mikasa's story based on the story that the manga is you know going through right now it is very unlikely that something is going to change in regards to what we would do with a death battle a lot of crazy shit happens in those final like <laughs> chapters of attack on titan it's yeah. nuts but I, I don't want to get into those specifics just know that like it doesn't change the death battle all right, I'm grabbing this one actually from the chat. This is from Vampire Envy Remorse. Sorry, their name is purple and it's very hard to read on the black background. <laughs> um, would you consider using Ruby combatants outside of Team Ruby? Absolutely. Ooh. Oh, yeah, of course. I personally think Asher Morrow would make a great appearance. Uh, no, just <laughs> That's my character in Grim Campaign. Go watch Grim Campaign season two. <laughs> But, you know, uh, it, it would be interesting. Like, what would we do with that? Since, I mean, I guess there's technically, you know, art and animation. Yeah. Um, but it's not like the and it's same canon. Thing. I've I done actually, I've hmm. done some cool stuff. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've also failed spectacularly in a few different situations, but I've done some cool stuff. 
no um yeah no it'd be great uh there's definitely i mean uh, the first one that jumps to mind is sun mm-hmm. like uh, or me. or jean me penny actually penny uh, yeah. would be cool yeah oh yeah there are lots of so characters many. i mean ruby has so many cool characters yep. that like there'd be plenty to to pull from but uh, I mean, I guess we could pull from Grim Campaign chat. <laughs> I was like, shamelessly wanted to plug Grim Campaign. Please go watch it. Please go watch it. We really want a season three because we'll probably be able to do season three in person. Oh, cool. oh yeah. yeah. That'd be good. That would be That's awesome. Dope. Yep. That started. Ten, that season one was during quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. been 100% yeah. in quarantine. And a uh, big shout out to Sam. Uh, and Cody and Ben, the effort they put into that show is it, it's so cool. It's like it's such a unique D and D show, and it's in the Ruby universe, and it's canon. Uh, it takes place before Ruby the show airs. It's it's so cool. I love it. It's so we have a blast working on it, and like after like we stop recording, we're all just like talking about the sessions and just like it's so much fun. So go watch <laughs> uh, real it. quick. I do see a question from the chat from Computer Ronan. Why didn't Lex use the anti life equation? Um, didn't we cover that in there? Liam, Liam might have a better answer for this than me, but as far as I'm aware, Lex has never owned the anti-life equation except for the end of the Justice League cartoon, um, where it's definitely a whole different thing than it is in the comics because it's sort of it's way more nebulous. Um, it's just not really something that is in his wheelhouse, in his arsenal. Even even giving him the Everyman Project powers was like a big debate that we had while we were um analyzing him and, and deciding what what should be included in his arsenal because like the everyman project powers are uh they're not standard they're only from one story arc there are multiple story arcs where lex or a version of lex from another timeline has gained superman like powers uh so it's not like necessarily you know a one-time or alien thing for Lex to have Superman powers. Uh, but it's not part of a standard arsenal. The reason why we included it was, well, one, theoretically, he could still get to it if he needed to. Uh, and two, Doom can still beat it. So, oh, spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Doom can still beat it, so it, it doesn't necessarily, you know, it doesn't change the verdict, so it's not going to hurt per se to include it even if it is a little even if it's kind of breaking our rules a little bit um yeah and i think that covers that question okay hey why was blake's blood purple because <laughs> uh because we wanted it to be no um <laughs> it's it's it goes back to like that whole sequence being an homage to ruby like when you go back and watch the scene where where adam cuts off yang's arm uh, you don't see blood where her arm gets cut off. You see a lot of yellow there. So we wanted to, to continue that homage. The only difference being in our fight, Blake has to continue to fight or uh, or die. So she just kind of keeps rolling with it. Whereas Yang is kind of out of commission for a while. Uh, but that's basically it. It's like a, it was a style choice we made to continue paying homage to that shot specifically. Yeah, that's cool. and, and so deep I, inside I... of every Ruby character is their color. <laughs> <laughs> well if i recall correctly it's it's uh and part of their aura essentially uh-huh. yeah um because like their aura is colored a specific way and so it's the same color as her aura and that's why it's that color 
in right. lore or whatever. But yeah, we were just recreating that scene. Like the shot is straight up a recreation, just flip. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> we had a, we had fun conversations with Christina who did that shot specifically, who kept asking us why. She was like, Why do I have to do it this way? We were like, it doesn't <laughs> It, yeah, it does. It kind of breaks all the conventions of the fight that we're setting up, but it is it's an homage. So we just want to make it look exactly like that. And Billy and I just kept like <laughs> advocating to make it look more and more like that <laughs> shot. And Christina was just like, why? I don't understand why. <laughs> but she did a great job and it turned out awesome. <laughs> yep. This episode sponsored by ExpressVPN. You might have heard about them at the top of the show, but let, let, let's see. Let me, let me ask you a couple questions here uh what, what isp do you have which one did you pick well that's a trick question you don't really get to pick it you just have whatever's in your neighborhood i know that's how it worked for me and whoever was in your neighborhood gets to see everything you do and i do mean everything your isp keeps track of every site you visit all sorts of stuff even if you're like oh well, i'll use the incognito tab mm, google won't track that but well maybe but your isp still knows exactly where you're going and what you're doing even if you're using an incognito mode so yeah uh it's a good thing to have a VPN so that you don't have them just watching everything you do because why would you want that, right? So ExpressVPN is here. It's a simple app uh, for your devices. It works on your phone, which is great. Then encrypts all your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so your ISP can't see any of your activity. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. Uh, it's all of it right now for me. So do you really want your ISP selling that data for a profit? I sure shit don't because... Well, no, stop. It's my data, you know, so stop handling, handing over all this personal data, to your ISP, stop making them richer, stop helping out tech giants, stop making your ads worse. Uh, just, you know, protect yourself with VPN. It's the, obviously the VPN of Rooster Teeth and Death Battle, because we all use it. I get it by the year at this point, which is fantastic. I suggest you do the same. So yeah, there's a VPN we all trust over here and it keeps all of us private. So nobody sneaks in and steals our death battle list. So visit expressvpn.com slash DBC. That is expressvpn, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash DBC to get three months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash DBC right now and learn some more and protect yourself because it's a good thing to do. Don't let people take all your data. That's weird and gross. What's your ISP doing with it? I don't know. Don't trust them. They're gross. Gotta gotta have that Bumblebee reference. All right. Um, <laughs> why do Blake? Why do Blake versus Mikasa when it's clearly an unfair fight between a superhuman anime character and a normal human? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> answer. Moving right. on. Uh, I mean, <laughs> easy answer for this one. Mikasa is not a normal human. No, not like, at all. Somebody didn't watch the episode. Uh, and two. Um, it, this has been one of the most highly requested fights we've had in a long time. Uh, and the whole point of this season is to hit some of those like really special episodes, not necessarily just the, you know, the highly requested ones, but the episodes that have history with us, with you guys. And, and uh, I think you can just look at some of the death battle reactions, um, uh, reaction videos, just see how much this means to a lot of people, um, which I get, like, if you're not connected to these characters, you're not going to understand that. That's just how this works, right? These are fictional characters that every person has their own connection with. If, they, if you don't have a connection with them, yeah, I can totally see why you would look at this matchup and say, like, ah, I don't care. That's fine. We don't care if you don't care. We're just going to make the episode because people want it. There's always the next episode. <laughs> There's always going to be a next episode. 
Absolutely. Uh, forever. We're never going to stop. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, couldn't uh, couldn't make us a win by using her power of a titan. Wait. I don't know. That's the question says. No, um, <laughs> um, oh yeah! Shout out to like, your only mate. There you go. He was he was a big fan of Blake versus Mikasa. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, there basically there wasn't any clear indication that Mikasa has the power of a titan. Like, um, we've never seen her do that, and even with like what Aaron communicates to her i think it's just more uh implying that she has uh, an increased strength you know like she isn't just a normal human like we just said but she she does have some some extra a little extra <laughs> going on but not we, we yeah we've never seen her actually um use the power of a titan or become a titan or anything like that so it wasn't it wasn't a, a clear thing we could like just give to her she doesn't have it yeah assume things Right. Exactly. This is coming from a statement that is talking essentially about her Ackerman blood powers. Um, yeah. Makes it sound like it's blood magic. No. Uh, she's, she is superhuman because she's an Ackerman, uh, essentially, is, is what the statement says. Um, there are other discussions and things about her Ackerman powers, right? But uh, there, there is a moment where I think it's Aaron who says, mm-hmm. you have the power of a titan. However... It's a little vague what this means. It could mean that she has like power comparable to a Titan, but she never physically just overpowers a Titan. Um, it, it could mean, and some translations say it as such, that she has a fraction of a Titan's power within her. That's probably the most direct interpretation we could get from it. But like, okay, so she's not a normal human is basically what that means. Mm-hmm. She's superhuman, and, and cool, and all her feats kind of prove that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> even even if we removed that line from from Attack on Titan, like, she's still fucking superhuman. Look at what yeah, she could do. Yeah, the stats totally. that we yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's crazy. Like uh, so that that line just kind of means like, uh, yeah, we kind of knew that already. <laughs> he's like yeah. trying to manipulate her a little bit, you know. And again, so like, yeah, just going based on what we've seen her do. We have to take what we've seen as as what is actual truth and not just what he's trying to say to to manipulate her, basically. And other Ackermans like Levi, for example, is is ridiculous. But this is just more to add on to say that, like, yeah, she can do the same stuff that Levi can do. Which we do include a Levi move in the fight, right? Isn't that spinning thing a Levi thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Beyblade so. shot. Yeah. <laughs> lovingly referred was, to it. I as. thought it was just in dash from Sonic. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a reference. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're fitting Sonic references into our, our Attack on Titan episode. Of course, that makes sense. <laughs> all Sonic, all the time. Uh, that's all I have for your episode specific questions. Uh, GG, and then a whole lot of numbers and letters uh, in the chat asked uh, Why don't you do battle royales between characters uh, who have been requested to fight each other? Uh, in traditional death battles, example, Wonder Woman versus She-Ra versus Xena. Why not kill two birds with one stone? Because that's really hard. <laughs> uh, it's already hard enough trying to figure out how two characters dropped into a scenario and fight, wanting to fight to the death are going to behave, uh, let alone you throw a third in there, and then mm-hmm. it gets really weird, and then it's us choosing like who would attack a person first, and that can change the outcome. So uh, fights with multiple characters are a lot more difficult, especially if the combatants have no knowledge of each other. It's not impossible, 
but it sucks. Totally not impossible. But <laughs> have you have you try animating more than two cat uh, like two cats oh fighting each other? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you have it, like whenever we do a fight where there's like clones fighting each other, that is what you call a, a living nightmare. For an Come animator. on, Luis. You animated <laughs> Thor versus a hundred Pikachu's, right? Did I? I don't remember. I don't remember Oh, is that Zach? That was Zach. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it was I, Zach. Well, I think you started with the Baraka thing. We never did this. Oh yeah, was... yeah. I d- that's the one. That's the one animated. Man, like it's Wolverine. The... Was it Wolverine it was versus Wolverine 100 versus hundred Barakas? And it doesn't even make yeah. sense because they're not Barakas. That's the character's <laughs> name. But it, it was just yeah. so funny. <laughs> That wasn't my that idea. Be... That was that was all Torian's idea. Torian. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. yeah. You should do this, and I, I went like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll do that while, while like I don't have anything to do, and then like, <laughs> and then I don't know who saw it, but they were like, we have to do this as a DVX. <laughs> yep. Oh god, that's so, so funny. That's I can so still, I can still hear Torian laughing. He was pacing around, just laughing so hard at Wolverine versus Hundred for <laughs> Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> yeah, um, but but basically anytime we add a new character in a death battle, we're we're adding a lot of elements into not just animation, not just the writing, but just like deciding the victor, uh determining um how we analyze these characters against each other, because now we're analyzing them in a three-way as opposed to a two-way. It, it there's just so many new complications that get thrown into that that it kind of changes death battle just at its core. Um, we've done a few battle royales, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But you'll notice a lot of the battle royales are like all the Mega Man versus other Mega Man or Pokemon versus other Pokemon. Pokemon, yeah, or those TMNT, because yeah, yeah, they're if, they're they're a bit easier to compare against each other because they've they already have comparisons. Those already exist within their universe. If we just right. start throwing random characters against each other, uh, then we're going to have to figure out how those comparisons work from the ground up, and it just creates a more complicated situation. Yeah, and also just got to keep in mind that like when we're doing a battle royale, like there's going to be a point where you're going to be like, well, we can't include everything that each character does because we we have a limited amount of time. We can uh, make a battle for the fight, you know, and. We had to kind of pick and choose, and and it's it's a little it's a lot more complicated just from from the research side all the way to like actually making the fight. So by by not not include everything, you're talking about like showcasing everything. Yeah, showcasing. So obviously, it we in still the research actual fight. Yeah, yeah. We um, but the yeah, like like for example, uh, uh, there are certain characters like Doctor Doom that has a bunch of moves and spells and stuff that people want to see, right? Like. We got to get a foot dive in there. We got to get his crazy magic hand in there. We got to get the weird like rock shooting finger move in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. there are certain moves that people want to see and are interesting to include in the first place. Mm-hmm. Start throwing in more characters. That's less stuff that each character can do in the actual animation. And you know, and then people will go like, "Oh, like why didn't you include this and that?" And it's like, well, because it's a battle royale. We kind of <laughs> already are dealing with too many characters on screen, so. That's Battle for Life in the chat says, bring back Torian. He's busy. We want to. I miss Torian. I've been stuck at home. I haven't seen him in forever. Uh, We would love (laughs) to have him on the show, but he's busy. So whenever he's not, we'll get him. (laughs) Torian did animate 
for Blake Mikasa, I believe, right? He did. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There. So you got a little bit of Tori in that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's working on a lot of stuff. He's got a lot going on. Um, but hopefully yeah. we, so hopefully we can have him on the I'd show like soon. I'd for Tori to come back to animating Death Battle again. I think there's a misconception that some people have because we used to be Screw Attack that we're somehow separate from Rooster Teeth. We are not Screw Attack. We have been Rooster Teeth Animation since 2016, which means the animators we work with are not some separate group of people. Rooster Teeth Animation makes our fights. Yeah. That's the animation team we work with. Torian is part of Rooster Teeth Animation, which means he works on stuff like, you know, Genlock or whatever, but he also works in Death Battle. He's not mm-hmm. like separate from us in any way. Luis is not separate from other Rooster Teeth Animation shows in any way. Like, it's a big group of people, um, which does make it complicated to schedule fights around because everybody's working on a million projects at once. It's very but, true. Uh, there are all sorts of people working on these episodes. Yep. You can just so check the credits work. for these episodes. There's so many people. Yeah, exactly. And if somebody's working on Rooster Teeth, there's a chance that they might work on a dead battle. Simple as that. If they're in animation. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Or, I mean, or uh, they're, they're good voice actors as well. Oh, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, that's you know. true. I mean, when we when when we had the concept of dummy, I just immediately was like, we should cast Chris. I like just reached out to Chris. I was like, fun. please audition for this, um, because that is just <laughs> the voice that I heard in my head. Um, yeah. So, oh, man, I had something. I was gonna, oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to vaguely tease something. Uh, so speaking of like uh, all of Rooster Teeth animation, uh, working on all these different projects and them coming together, maybe you'll get to see a lot more of that in a really cool thing that's coming up. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I'm fairly certain it's not announced yet. <laughs> fairly certain it's not announced yet, so I'm not going to even say the name of it. But uh, <laughs> there's a cool new animation thing that's being worked on, and it's great representation of animation all across mm-hmm. everything that everyone does. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's a Josh, pretty interesting. Josh is working on it. It's true. I am. And the said too part- much. The little part that I am working on actually was kind of announced a little bit. We're all over the place. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, we are. It's like, it's, it's, now we're getting vague. How are the clues yeah, yeah, yeah. wrapped in vague? It's right, a very uh, interesting and vague an- announcement you may add. Just be yeah. excited and be on the lookout for anything yeah. and everything. Be excited yeah. for that one show that we can't tell you that will come out at some point, but we can't tell you when. Listen, <sighs> they, got to, they got a little heads up first, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hopefully, I don't coming. get in trouble. <laughs> so, Cypher <laughs> uh, never appeared on Death Battle Cast again. <laughs> yeah, that was it. This is the end of my career, guys. I had a good run. Cypher um, versus. Uh, why did you change the format of Death Battle Cast? Um, one, it's always good to keep things fresh. Uh, and two, Death we were... Cast is old. Yeah, we're real old. <laughs> We've Dude, been doing I this saw... show for a while. <laughs> Somebody leaked like some clip or something from like the beginning of Death Battle Cast when we had that table that I had Jack make that weighed like a thousand goddamn pounds because it was made out of concrete in that old set. And I was just like, oh, wow, that was a long time ago. Like we've we've been down in Austin for four years. What? (laughs) Like that's still. Holy crap. It's about five years of Death Battle cast. That was the voice of Sam. I don't know if you could hear him or if uh, that just came to us. But uh, yeah, Sam says five years of Death Battle cast. That's crazy. 
many uh, podcasts on Rooster Teeth have gone for more than five years? I mean, they got a pretty good track record, honestly. Um, I mean, yeah, quite a few. Yeah. But, but not uh, yeah, all of them. No, we were just talking. We're like, hey, like, you know, we've been in this for a while. And then also we're at home and we're like, what? What can we do to keep the show fresh? And what do people really want to see? Uh, and this is this idea has actually been something that like it wasn't the first time it's brought up. I know talks about this in the past, too, that we're just like, I would love to have like a more informed debate because that's part of the fun of the show right that you guys like to see is like us bringing up things like ah did you know about this like that's you know part of what makes death battle so appealing and it takes more work from us um but so we found like a a happy middle ground with this right where it's like okay we'll do a little bit more informed debates (laughs) uh so you get a so it was it's a cool little like glimpse because this is kind of like when we were talking about doing this format it was like oh this is like the little glimpse into like the very first like research meeting of death battle right which is very yeah. much the like i have this high level paper my character can do this and the other person's like oh well my character can do this and then you argue and there are people there so it's kind of like mm-hmm. bringing you into the very beginning process of death battle because then there's a lot more deep diving all that stuff that goes on mm-hmm. um yeah so we wanted to make you guys give you like a glimpse a little bit behind the curtain hopefully entertain you guys a little bit more by uh having these more informed debates and it seems to be working everyone seems to be enjoying it let us know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean we're, we're obviously trying new things but um it was also like a pretty long process of us like coming up with new ideas and whatnot we we talked to uh pretty much everybody who's involved with the show to some degree even the research team uh because uh, you know they have a bunch of cool ideas when it comes to like presenting information for characters and um and we were like what would be the best thing to make death battle cast tie in more to what people want from death battle itself um was kind of the idea or at least the starting ground yep seems to be coming along pretty well i think <laughs> seems to be working out but of course uh then then based on you guys's feedback uh because we weren't doing q a's because of it uh but we saw a lot of people asking if we were going to do it we've started doing these like group q a's or, or big q a sessions um so this is only the second time we've done it so let us know what you think of that uh and if you think we should maybe tweak it in some way i just love this comment from el sancho to this day we don't have a western gunfight <laughs> you know what you're right that would be cool yeah. though <laughs> i would love to do that what is it what's the uh mccree versus aaron black that's the one that's like the most highly requested western fight <laughs> or the dude from red yeah. Dead redemption whatever oh yeah oh. <laughs> John Marston. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a Aaron Western gunfight versus... would be sick. It'd be I dope. mean, I personally um, would lean yeah. towards like the Sunset Riders versus the Cowboys of Mumesa, but that won't be <laughs> nearly as popular. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, yeah, I think we've actually talked about that. I, I love that idea so much. Yep. Um, yeah, man. Some of those, I don't know. Like some of the matchups, I, I feel like are very niche. Mm-hmm. like uh, Aaron Black versus McCree. I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about that matchup that doesn't quite click for me. Maybe I'm just, I just haven't thought about it enough. Uh, maybe I need to look into it a bit more, but there's like a, I guess I'm confused by it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, we'll the, see. Oh, yeah, the chat just caught up with the, like the multiple people that are like Aaron Black versus McCree. Um, Jonah Hex. Mm-hmm. Be pretty dope. Jonah yeah. Hex would be pretty dope. That'd be pretty good. Although that's got like demon powers and shit, though, right? Like, no, 
Um, I think in one iteration he does, but generally speaking, he's just a a dude from the Civil War who got his face fucked up. <laughs> like, it's basically Jonah Hex. <laughs> Lord Terminal got very excited. Ooh, Cowboys of Moon Mesa Battle Royale! <laughs> <laughs> I personally am all for it, dude. I loved the arcade game, and I watched the TV show when I was a kid. So, Cowboys <laughs> Moo Mesa. Sorry, <laughs> that was so weird. Seen <laughs> so many shows back then. I mean, look at Biker Mice from Mars. They were literally mm-hmm. Martian anthropomorphic rodent people that drove motorcycles <laughs> up fucking skyscrapers. So, like, <laughs> it was a strange time. It really was. <laughs> There's yeah. like anything. Get like take an animal. Make it look like people and give it a gimmick. <laughs> like, show. Because <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is making a lot of money. And we want some of that. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Let's see. Guys, we might be at the end of our questions. It might be it. Okay. Then uh, I think it is time. Oh, I had Twitter to questions. Into. I've just been pulling from the chat. You tell what? me, Ben, do we want to move on or do you want me to hit these Twitter questions? Uh, let's do the first Twitter question. Great. This one comes from Puffy. I'm not. I'm just going to assume it's him. Uh, how long does it take to make a single episode? We answered that a, a lot, uh, but sure. Yeah, not recently, though. Okay. Um, uh, how long does it take to make a single episode? A little, a little tricky to, to gauge because we were working on almost every episode in the season all at once, uh, mm-hmm. at least to some degree. Um, there's so many different like sections to it: research, writing, uh, 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 asset gathering, animating, uh, editing, voicing, etc. Um, maybe about five months, I guess. It's so varied, though. Like it, it depends, and and it's and it's really hard to I think smush everything for, across the whole year together as if. I guess if if we were to just focus on a single episode, right? Yeah, what the time frame would be would be like four to five months, but it just doesn't work out that way because we're focusing on so many episodes at once. Yeah, and there's some episodes that require a lot more research and a lot more work just to make sure that we're getting the the right conclusion. So, yeah, yeah, I I do covers it. I do want to grab the next Twitter question because um, this is fun. Hey. Quick word from our sponsor. Summer is almost here and we're finally going outside again, so let's get a little music to come with us with some of the best wireless earbuds out there, Raycon. That's right, uh, this episode of Death Battlecast is sponsored by Raycon. And wherever you're going, whatever you're listening to, these will do the job and a whole lot more. Raycon will give you crisp sound at half the price of other premium audio brands. And they look great, they feel great, uh, and they come in a bunch of different colors so it can fit whatever look and feel you're going for. Um, they even have these uh, customizable gel tips uh, at the end there that you can like take off and on uh, to make sure they fit comfortably in your ear, no matter how big or small your ear is. Uh, plus, you can get a, a compact charging case, perfect for traveling and for keeping that charge up, although they do last uh, for like 24 hours, which is phenomenal. I've been using these earbuds for a very long time now, and they are my go-to ones for just short little quick walks or traveling, you know, away. Um, they are legitimately really good. So listen up. Raycon's offering 15% off their products for uh, our viewers. And here's what you got to do to get it. Uh, go to buyraycon.com cast. 
There, you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. The whole thing. It's such a good deal that you may want to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash cast. Buyraycon.com slash cast. Thank you, Raycon, for sponsoring this episode. Speaking of which, let's get back to it. This one comes from sure. Trashy235. Says, what's the process of determining how the loser dies in the animation? <laughs> This is um, honestly one of the thing one of the things I'm the most sad that I'm not in the loop for anymore since I like transitioned over to help with like the Rooster Teeth brand. Uh because that was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> and it I also really it made me really think, is there like some something dark inside of me? Um because <laughs> the amount of times Ben would go, Oh my god, when I would suggest something. <laughs> yeah, you got so you you got some weird I, weird ideas sometimes <laughs> listen you you were the one who conceptualized the show and you were like and they will die okay so. <laughs> that's true that is true um, like I'll, I'll speak to it a little bit and then you guys can say if the process has changed but it's uh what would be really cool <laughs> um and then also like what would be cool to this situation like of this matchup like what makes sense with these two characters and what these characters can do what's a cool death like especially when you've been doing the show for so long you know like the routine stuff like uh decapitation or whatever is like we've done that right so it's like what what else what makes sense to the fight and what's really cool which still to this day one of my favorite is yang tifa um because i barely i barely knew anything about ruby at the time um ben did but i didn't and so we were talking about it and then i was like well yang's got the cool like shotgun gauntlets right and they're like like, yeah yeah and i was like oh cool what if but if she grabbed like a neck and a shoulder and then fired, wouldn't that like do like a super fast like neck break and like spin the head around? And then Torian was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> but then sometimes Jesus. I'm like, I want Spider Man to you know shoot his webbing down Batman's mouth and choke him until he dies really slowly. And then Ben's like, "God no, because uh, <laughs> the sprites can't do that." And also no, I was like, "It makes sense. His mouth is exposed. That's a weakness." <laughs> So you notice Chad's examples are like older episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and listen, sometimes, sometimes the animator will fly off the rails, uh, or we run out of time to do what we actually wanted to do, like uh, Pokemon versus Digimon, and that's why you have a really brutal child murder <laughs> with blood and broken limbs. And that's how you hurt people in their childhoods. So yeah, God. What's the what's the current process? So you notice Chad's examples are older episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's definitely been, I think, more streamlined <laughs> uh, the process because it it's it's basically up to the writer, frankly. Um, but we we do have kind of a discussion of of how to end it during our big research call, right? Um, so we've mentioned we do calls with the researchers and the writer. Uh, and the director for an episode to kind of decide which character wins, how they win based on like all their stats and and tools and weapons, et cetera. Um, and, and oftentimes we kind of brainstorm ideas for the fight in that meeting as well. Um, otherwise, it kind of comes down to the writer themselves and the writer might have some crazy idea to go with, uh, maybe uh but sometimes maybe they don't and then it becomes just a broader discussion for the group as a whole and we can just chat with everybody who's working on the episode maybe somebody has an idea so it's kind of up in the air um there's no specific like 
process to deciding it. It's just whoever has a creative idea and wants to pitch it, basically. Yeah. Yeah, there's no between everybody that works on it. There's no shortage of ideas <laughs> on how to kill these characters, but it's great because then like the best ideas kind of float to the top, and as a as a group, you decide on what works best. And it's like I don't know, it's 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 important. It's that like the cherry on the top of the episode, I guess. It's the you know like we've done all the work, we've figured it out. Okay, this person will kill this person, and then you get to go. <laughs> now, how do we get to do it? Uh, <laughs> Um, and it, it, I, I think it's definitely really important to include like the researchers, researchers who have spent a lot of time just looking into these characters in that kind of conversation because uh, they they know these characters best. Um, but you know, um, sometimes we do do really messed up deaths, right? Uh, but <laughs> typically speaking, uh, we try to keep it. There, there was a part of me when Death Battle first started. That kind of saw the show as well. Well, when Death Metal first started, the whole thing was a joke, right? Like the whole idea of like who would win in a fight. Let's like analyze it. Was just a fucking joke, um, which is why early Death Battle is so different from what it is now. Because uh, I didn't think anybody really cared all that much. Koopa <laughs> versus Koopa shows what I know. Um, so a lot of early deaths were like really over the top and 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 ridiculously brutal. And then we did the Ninja Turtle Battle Royale. And I realized based on the reactions to that episode that like people it, it hurt people <laughs> to see um some of these characters like killing each other despite the fact that we are or, or that, that they are interpreting them as um we, we are trying to basically present them as the characters. Yeah, that uh, TMNT death not, battle. That was the first time we really felt that. <laughs> yeah, well, because there was this I think disconnect early on, uh, at least I had, with whether or not we should be treating this char these characters as like we are recreating them bit for bit, or are we robot chicken? Um, like that that kind of idea of how much do we want to parody these characters wasn't really locked into place until much later, um, where we basically just don't parody them at all. Um, like that's we don't do that anymore, right? We haven't done that since probably season two ish. Um, but definitely early on, there was a lot of that kind of question of like, how far do we want to go with the parody? And because of that, we could probably have really absurd deaths, right? Uh, whereas nowadays the deaths need to kind of fit more in line with the characters themselves, as opposed to some like ridiculous, absurd thing that, I mean, it's a death battle. They're going to have to be violent, but like, we don't want to push it too far that the character no longer feels like yeah if it's a children's show we will likely now <laughs> no longer include gore like you know like we'll find like it depends easy. but it, it depends but you know like we try and take that stuff we won't go super brutal on those kind yeah. of like fights um it's also very easy to kind of disconnect yourself from the franchise while you're working on the episodes and not really think about like what you're actually like doing to the characters that <laughs> you know what i mean because like sometimes like you know there's there's a really cool like uh uh like that and i'm and like people uh, like our all the animators are super excited to like work on it and make it as brutal as possible but when like when you look at it and you go uh you know <laughs> maybe that character shouldn't have died like that maybe it's like what's a little bit too far like say for example uh the, the one day i feel like uh went a little bit too hard <laughs> at least for me i think it was like the uh the trouble night excursion with duck one uh and sam wrote that one <laughs> like like i like I, it should have been like you know like once 
and then like cut and, and like the head went fly goes flying but then i go oh what if uh, he jumps a couple times and it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like uh you know yeah uh, and then I, also I, yeah. I i mean I, okay i'm gonna say because like a lot of people i've seen take our con our, uh, our comment about what we did with twilight versus raven out of context and they say like they specifically didn't include gore in that one because it's a children's show but what about ben 10 what about the ninja turtles against uh jason blah 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 blah. there were gore in those episodes contradiction um <laughs> but no that's not exactly the there's so much more context to it um the reason why we kind of avoided gore for twilight's death was because that was a show that was targeting children at the time of airing and kids would be looking up my little pony shit and we didn't want to get looped into the same group as uh, what's her what was it called princess molestia that shit where it's like kids are looking up my little pony and finding horrible shit um yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we didn't want to get looped into that crap um but like ninja turtles has been around for like 20 years man <laughs> Also, like and, there's all sorts mm, of people looking for it. Yeah, and Nosecap Luigi 4 says, like, Leo slicing off Mikey's arm and head, then rap stabbing Johnny over and over again. What the fuck? And it's like, okay, listen, I will take responsibility <laughs> for this. That was my fault. Uh, and that's because the Ninja Turtle one? No, that was my fault. You animated it. I, uh, I, okay, maybe, oh, fine. Share the responsibility. Happy to. <laughs> um, because we, Ben and I were talking and we, we were like, there's since been like a parody cartoon about like the Ninja Turtles actually using their weapons, but we talked about that. We're like, they never do it like in the show. And so like, we wanted to be like, this is what would happen if you use these weapons, right? Like Leonardo would cut someone's like limb off. Right. <laughs> and then I, I made you do the Donnie thing. I remember that though. Cause remember we were talking about the raft thing and I, cause like, I remember you complaining about having to animate it. I was like the sides, like they would, it's just you gotta get in there like he just stab over and over <laughs> i guess i don't remember exactly whose idea was what but uh because that was 10 years ago uh, yeah i'm surprised the, right, the well, only we, one i remember we, is the sides because i remember you getting mad at me because donatello was your favorite character and i was the one who really pitched it to be the brutal stabbing and you didn't like that <laughs> but you because you had to animate i could have sworn that i was the one who decided to do it and i was and i was just mad because or i wasn't mad i just got sad as i was doing it because <laughs> it was like man this is too far but this is what the show is i don't know whatever either way <laughs> we right. need to get to the community death battle let's All do right. it community death battle. All right, uh, we got captain america uh versus hawks spoilers falcon became captain america <laughs> what like oh, nobody shit. knew that was gonna yeah. happen Ooh, um, that coming yep uh as as usual this is or, or not, i guess not as usual as used to be usual uh we're leaving it up to you guys let's know who you think should win and why using a hashtag death Metal cast on twitter uh so let's go ahead and bring up the first answer all right probably a nerd says hawks is stronger more durable and has more uh attacking power Sure. Yeah. Uh, but considering Falcon should scale to the top tier street level characters in Marvel, he should be faster. On top of that, add his vibranium wings and his battlefield awareness, thanks to Link with Birds. I think Falcon wins. I don't. Does MCU Sam have a Link with Birds? Oh, no, wait. he has the he has his little Red Wing. Red Wing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
but yeah, but it's like a it's like a robot. Yeah, correct. It's a drone. Is one is one blue wing now? Does he have a red wing and a blue wing? Oh yeah, I don't know. Soon there'll be a third. It'll be the red, white, and blue wings. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Perfect. Okay, well, let's go ahead and bring up uh, the other answer for Hawks. Uh, This one comes from Speedy. He says Sam has speed via scaling to people like Cap, but MH what? My hero. My hero. Oh, we are doing my hero academia. Sorry, but my hero academia people, uh, even just students, have attack power feeds greater than anything Sam has, and Hawks is the number two hero. Taking Dobby's fire makes him too tough for Sam to harm, and piercing Hood is enough to damage Sam's wings, which at best have megaton durability. Okay. 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 Wow. Okay. Really got into. I know both uh, people are like digging it into there. Um, That's great. Holy crap. That could be. I think. I think this could be really cool. Death battle, seeing them flying around. The chat's just Uh, adding Captain Falcon. The chat is just adding Captain Falcon (laughs) into this. (laughs) Obviously. I mean, unfortunately, Captain Falcon would just punch them both in smithereens. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, uh, But, but, so. Captain America has red wings, red wing, blue wing, white wing, maybe, I don't know, uh, flying around helping him uh, and the shield. And then Hawks has a million feathers that he can control telekinetically and are somehow strong enough to lift people. Those are like the main weapons that these guys have. I'm not caught up in My Hero Academia, which has been a thing that's been on my list that I keep not getting to. So I don't even know this character. You don't know Hawks? Oh my no. god. I don't know Hawks either. What? <laughs> I mean, Luis, you know Hawks, right? I mean, Hawk can kind of like uh, uh, fight alongside uh, Endeavor, so that should like really say a lot about him in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't... He's not like that powerful, though. Um, but he's pretty... He's, he's, he's the number two hero because of his... He's smart and he's clever with his wings. Mm-hmm. But that that is factors, yeah. So so I I, I just think that uh if we can keep up with those uh uh powerful of abilities that like Endeavor uh fights with, uh, I think he he's smart enough to be able to uh outmaneuver him and outclass him. Yeah, and they also man, they make a make a big old deal the whole time, uh that Falcon is not a super soldier. <laughs> that is a very big thread uh, in the, this uh, show. So if we're going with MCU. But spoilers. <clears throat> does it matter when he's basically covered in vibranium? But his mm. his suit isn't. Yeah, it is. Came mm-hmm. from Wakanda. And his gadgets? Like, I mean, his uh, like wings? His suit? Well, did I... Everything is vibranium. Did I miss that? It's not like they like, said that in the, the end this? of an episode. He opens up the case in the next episode. We see him in the suit. So it's heavily implied. I mean, it's definitely from <laughs> Wakanda. But yeah. Yeah. Bucky asked uh, the Dormilaji that for a favor. The next time we see him, he's carrying a suit or he's carrying a case. Opens it up. It's the suit. Sure. Where else is he going to get like crazy high tech wings made? Iron Man's oh, right. not around anymore. No, I know. I just didn't apply that to the suit. And even if it's the suit, okay, listen, I know. Like, what kind of love? Oh, oh the, they it, love... It, is, it is shown because the helicopter falls on him and it just bounces off. Oh, when he's no, got he the... uses those wings. 
The wings yeah. and the shield. But yeah, the wings. He used the wings and the shield. It's not his suit, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, it would have crushed him if it wasn't vibranium, though. No, I'm saying, okay, we're arguing two different things. I'm saying that, <laughs> yes, the wings and the shield are vibranium. Mm. But I don't know. You, I'm not, I don't know about the suit. You said he's covered in it. And so I'm like, the actual suit that he's wearing, I get it. It probably came from Wakanda, very likely. And they, they love to throw vibranium and fucking everything. But we don't technically know that it's got like vibranium threading or something, right? So that's and all I'm saying. Jason Gen, Jensen says the entire suit being vibranium is sus. Why? Literally everything they make there is made of vibranium. <laughs> they have three Black Panther suits everything. made they of vibranium. That's true. They love it. It's a good, but we don't know for sure. That's all I'm saying. It is um, funny to think about how a Wakandan had to make like this super patriotic American suit uh, for them. I know, right? <laughs> and it's also, dude, it drives me nuts. We're like so off track, but who cares? Um, those fucking ear holes. I felt so bad for that oh, yeah. actor. I was watching that, and in so many scenes, the thing is just pulling down on his ears and i'm like dude he must hate that suit like if they, if we see him again in that shit like i'm waiting for the change where he's where yeah. there's like ear cups or like it's just yeah we'll, we'll see what happens yeah, they, is they, good at it. It, it it'll get better the they made it comic pretty comic book accurate but yeah. i do think that the headgear doesn't really make a lot of logical sense i, I think it needs to be more of a helmet and, and april's like, she's um, like that's stupid why'd they even do that i'm like it, it has precedence she's like no other character has it i'm like gambit she's like damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the... <laughs> anyway uh we we need to wrap up the show so let's do quick rapid fire votes luis uh hawks audio oh. cut out for me so i don't know what you said he said hawks <laughs> okay chad it's all ruined now. Uh, let's say Hawks because oh. probably it's MHA. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, you're voting Hawks too? <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? I don't happened? know what's happening. I don't know. Ben doesn't get audio <laughs> anymore, apparently. Yeah, I'm not hearing you guys, apparently. So, oh, no. anyway. We all voted Hawks. happening the whole show. No. We all voted Hawks. What do you want? You want to lose again, What's or do you happening? want to join the winning team? God damn it! God damn it! No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be pressured into it. I'm voting. I'm voting Captain Falcon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they are perfect. All, All right, right, surprise Let's bring entry. up the poll. See who wins. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. Oh, right. that's surprising. That's surprising. That is surprising. Yeah. We should, we should really look into this one. Yeah. Sam, the voice of God, says, Ben, disconnect from the room and rejoin just so you can say goodbye because the show's wrapping and we need to throw you <laughs> yeah, in I mean, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just gonna wrap this up real quick. Uh thanks for watching. We we do need to jump out because we're two minutes over. Um, but thank you all for, for joining uh this uh big QA slash Falcon versus Hawks episode. Either way, uh <laughs> we have a new episode coming out, new death battle episode coming out very soon. Uh, Iron Fist versus Poe. Uh, which is a very fun episode. Amazing. I think uh, Luis's team has been super creative with it. Yeah. Um, but, so anyway, thank you, uh, Josh and Luis, for jumping in to help. But Just not me. Too, Chad. 